Hey, what's going on, everybody? Once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, I, I appreciate all the love and support that you guys give. I ask that you continue the support by subscribing, sharing the link, word of mouth, visiting my site, um, Coming Home Coalition. And in that site, you can access a merchandise store where you can actually purchase some merchandise. All proceeds goes to the coalition and what we do. Um, I want to give a couple shouts out to uh, a couple guys in a group that we're putting together called NAFJAR, National Alliance for Justice and Reform slash reentry. Um, so what we're doing is we're, we're, we're coming together and we're forming one national coalition to deal with one issue, and that is the root issue of criminal justice reform. And within this organization that we're putting together, a couple of us have our own shows that attribute to different phases of incarceration, let's say. Um, of course, my show really deals with the mental aspect of why we reoffend, why we go to prison, and the things that happen to us in our lives that ultimately land us in prison or, or, or worse. Um, so there's a show... Uh, called Cell Life. Um, Mike is out of Houston, I believe, out of Texas. And he runs his show uh, nightly, so it's every night, 8.30. And um, again, the name of the show is Cell Life. You can check him out on Facebook and everything that he's doing. Really, really great stuff. Of course, I've, I've introduced Samantha Lindsay, which is Recover Your Life. Um, she works with me here in the Tampa Bay area you know, doing what we do. Another gentleman, um, Sean, runs a podcast called Nowhere to Go But Up. And that deals with a lot of state-level laws, um, federal as well. Uh, I believe Sean is big on conspiracy and recidivism and criminal justice reform and such. So he has a lot of great, great shows and a lot of great um, guests on his show as well. Um, and then we have Josh, who does DOCTV813. And his show is a YouTube channel that deals with the physical aspects, pretty much, of, of prison life. What to expect before, during, and after. Um, and has a lot of interviews of people just sharing their experiences going through that through that ordeal. So there's a lot of great, um, a lot of great information out there. Um, dealing with our group. So I do want to give those guys shouts out. Uh, you do want to check those those out if you do like what I'm doing. So moving forward, great show today. Um, I actually had another show lined up, but this was kind of dropped in my lap. So here I'm talking with a gentleman named Blake. Blake is a, a younger guy just trying to figure it out. You know, he, he, he didn't have the, the best mentors. Um, so he wasn't given all the proper tools to be successful. Let's just say. So with that being said, um, let's just roll right into Blake. Now, what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually going to make this into a series. I'm going to be working with Blake live on the show each week. Um, so we'll get a rundown of how Blake's doing, what's going on in his life. We need to try to get Blake some help. So if there's some resources out there, um, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Facebook. You can uh, leave me a voice message here through Anchor. Um, there's there's several ways to reach out to me. So reach out to me if, if you do want to help Blake. So with that being said, let's move right on into it. Massachusetts coming up after this. Uh -huh. Hello. Blake, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. All right, keep speaking a little bit. 
What's that? You said keep speaking a little bit? Yep. Okay. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. So, yep. We're connected. All right. Cool. So, it's because I didn't have the app. Yeah. So, yeah, we were talking a little bit and we're just talking about some of our, our similarities um, and, and what you're going through. So, just briefly explain to me about your childhood and, and, and what you experienced there. Um, so, well, so I, well, I, when I was born, uh, my mother was pretty much, you know, heavy into drugs as well as my father. And, uh, I was, uh, at the time I was born, I had, uh, uh, it was called RSV. It was a respiratory virus. And, um, I was in an incubator for the first six months of my life. And, um, after that, I was released, you know, to go home. And, uh, you know, my mother wasn't, wasn't in any type of condition to take care of me. Um, so, you know, she kind of ran around, did her drug thing or whatever, as well as my father. And then um, my grandparents took care of me, my grandmother and my great-grandmother. And, uh, you know, I, I was pretty much you know, raised by them. Um, my father ended up leaving. Uh, he took off when I was probably about four years old. Um, and, you know, he went down to Florida and I've never spoken to him again. You know, he could, he, he could have, as far as I'm concerned, he could have been one of my roommates at the sober house and I would have never even known it. Yeah. And so, um, my mother, my mother, you know, my, my mother's like, you know, she's in my life, but the relationship I have with her is more of a, uh, a friend, a friendship. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, um, she's not my mother in any, in, in any manner. Um, she doesn't do anything that a mother would do. In a parental She's family. like, exactly. She, she's the type that'll sit there and it's like, all right, where are the drugs at? Let's get fucked up. You know what I mean? Now, where were you born and raised? She doesn't. Uh, I, so that's, that's tricky. <laughs> so I was born in Southbridge. Um, I wasn't raised in Southbridge. Where's that at? I, I, Southbridge. Um, Southbridge, Massachusetts. Okay. Northeast. And yep, yep. And and uh, so I was born there and quickly moved to. I, I stayed in. I stayed in that hospital for for about six months or whatever. But then when I was released from there, I went to uh, I went to uh, Medway, the town of Medway. That's in Massachusetts as well. That's where my grandmother lives. And uh, I stayed there um, for, I don't, I don't know, probably like, let's say five years. And then um, it was no longer working. And then, so I moved down to the Cape and I lived with my great grandmother up until I was about 10. And then after that, one day I was, uh, I was actually, I was home from school. I was, uh, cause I was sick. And uh, the phone rang, and usually, usually my great grandmother's there to answer the phone. So you know, me and my brother never really answered the phone, and she wasn't there that day. So the phone was ringing, and I, I answered it, and it was my mother. And it was my mother telling me that she wants me to come move to Florida with her, and to be a family again. And you know, I was a young kid; I wanted to be back with my mom. You know, I I'd never really felt that 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 type of love. You know, I always felt like an outcast, like in, in regards to going to school, because you know I never like uh, you know when parents go to school, their schools and stuff like it would be my grandmother, and I just always I always felt out of place, um, like I didn't fit in. Would you lie? Would you tell people that that was your mother? Um, um, no, no, I wouldn't lie. I was honest about that. Okay. I was honest about that. Um, it, it, it made me, it made me sad, um, you know, and depressed. <laughs> See, that's what but I like, used to do. I used to like, cause my parents were divorced at a young age and my stepmother, I used to introduce her to my friends as my mother. And, yeah. and I never explained to her and it made her feel good that I was doing that. But I, I knew that I was doing it because I was embarrassed, you know? 
Yeah, but she didn't know you were embarrassed. Right. Okay, all right. She was on Now, see, you know, that's kind of the same thing. Like, you know, I I would tell people that it was my grandmother or whatever, but I would never tell my grandmother that I was embarrassed. Right. So, you know, my grandmother thought that, like, you know, I was okay. I was all all right with her. And, uh, you know, you know, that's not the case. Yeah. And the whole, and the whole time you're just, you're just holding these feelings inside, you know, because I mean, for what, you didn't want to hurt her feelings or. Um, yeah, uh, more or less, you know, I think, uh, I, I think, I think maybe it's cause I didn't want to hurt her feelings. You know, like you told me to keep it real with you. I don't know why I didn't tell her. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, the that's, that's real. That's all, you know, there's nothing else I can say. I don't know why I didn't. Now going cause like, cause like it, it got to the point where I'm going to be straight up, like, you know, living with my grandmother wasn't, it wasn't the best. She, I feel that she, she like in a way neglected my brother and I, um, you know, uh, for instance, like if, if we sat down to have our breakfast before school, if we didn't finish our breakfast, when we came home to have dinner, we didn't have no dinner until we ate that cereal that sat in the fridge all fucking day. Okay, we wouldn't have no dinner. And if we didn't eat that cereal, we went to bed with nothing. And, and, and you know, and another thing, for instance, anytime, you know, we did something bad, you know, she would run around with a metal ruler and fucking, you know, trying to hit us, you know, hit us in our hands with a metal ruler. And like, I, it just got to the point where, I began to, I just, I grew, I grew this hate for her. Yeah. You I, weren't, you know, I, I, I hated her. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't receptive to that type of, of punishment, you know? And, and, and again, that's, that's the cycle that we're in, right? Is, is your grandmother was only trying to teach you the way that she was taught more than likely. And, and her life, of course, of how she viewed her life is how she's going to administer that same um, teachings onto children. So, but all children aren't receptive to that. And and I'm a perfect example, and you're a perfect example. You know, I have an older brother. Yeah, ex- exactly. I think that you know whatever she did, it didn't work. Right. You know, it it wasn't. Uh, you know, I think I think honestly, the way she raised me is why I have a lot of the problems I have today. Yeah. And, and, you know, like as us as adults, like how old are you now, Blake? I'm 24. I'll be 25 on on November 21st. Oh, okay. So, so so about a month away. And as we get older, we start to understand that, yes, we don't make excuses for our parents. We're adults. We can make our own decisions, this and that. But what people don't understand that you can say that whimsically, right? But, Yep. These these things are instilled in us. These 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 thought patterns and decision making is instilled in us and taught. We're taught to think like this and to act like this from our parents, and our, and our yeah. and our personalities form out of this. And the whole time that this is happening within us, we're disagreeing with with what's going on, but we have no one to talk to. I never had no yep, one to yep. talk to. You know? Yeah, I didn't have anybody to talk to either. Well, at least anybody that I felt comfortable talking to. Anybody that I felt comfortable with and that would relate to what I was feeling. You know? Yeah, there were Exactly, there exactly. Were, there were people that I would talk to and 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 you know, they would just tell me, "Oh, well you have to do this and you got to do this." And and in my mind, I'm just sitting there telling them like, "What the hell are you talking about?" you know? Right, right, yeah. I completely understand. So again, it's just that nobody took you aside personally, like your grandmother didn't take you aside ever and just ask you like, Blake, what's going on with you? How can I help you or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, she she was more, she, it was just like, I don't know, it, you know, I mean, she's old. She's fucking almost 80 now, so. It's old school. You know, she, you know, so exactly. So she grew up in. You know, she grew up in like the forties or whatever when people used to just beat the shit out of their kids. Uh-huh. And like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest, you know, when I was acting up, my grandmother would call my uncles and my uncles would come over and beat the brakes off me and my brother. Mm. But you know, it, it, it got to a point where I got older, I got bigger, 
and I could fight back and I could beat them. So, you know, that shit, that shit stopped. So, but like, but like, I didn't stay, I didn't stay in Massachusetts through this whole period of time. So after well, I had how, how old, phone hold call, on one sec, Blake, how old were you during this period right here? I was about 10 years old. Okay. Maybe eight around there okay. in between eight and 10. Okay. Okay. Continue, please. Um, so yeah, you know, I want, you know, back to, you know, one day I was home, I was home from, you know, I was sick from school. So, you know, I didn't go to school and, um, my grandmother, my great grandmother worked for like a thrift store or whatever. So she wasn't home. Then a phone rang and it, it was my mother and she, you know, obviously like I started crying and stuff and I, I had a lot of feelings running through me at the time. And like, I didn't know, I didn't, so much was running through my my head like I didn't even know what to, to say or ask like you know I, I didn't even I, I pretty much you know she just was like I want you to come home I want to be a family again and obviously you know I was I was young and I wanted to be with my mom you know for once like I wanted to feel that normalcy mm-hmm. and uh so so needless to say that kept going on and you know my grandmother actually uh my grandmother actually spoke to my mother and um my grandmother actually spoke to my mom and she um she was like you know pretty much told her don't call here anymore um you know she 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 completely hated my mom and she did not want me or my brother to go down there because she knew what my mother was Mm-hmm. So, so my mind frame, I started acting up and I started, what I was thinking at the time was I was like, if I start being bad and, and start doing dumb shit, she's gonna, she's gonna not want me around. And then if she tries to say, I'm going to send you down to your mother, I'm going to act like I don't, I'm going to act like I don't want to be with my mother. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's exactly what I did. Uh, you could call it reverse psychology if you want. That's what I've been told before. Um, but, but yeah, um, well, it's, 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 hold on one second, Blake, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that it's manipulation is what it is. You know, it's not reverse psychology. It's, it's manipulation. And the thing of it is, is that at a young age, we learn how to be manipulative because uh, we're just, we're just in a state of where we feel like we're not getting what we want. You know, and nobody's recognizing us. So we have to manipulate yeah. things in order to get what we want. Yeah. And and we learn this at a very, very young age because, again, the, these adults aren't taking the time to really just stop and ask the child, like, what do you need? And 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 I guess as an adult, right, we look at children like they're they're just completely ignorant of everything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and children are smart especially these days like these kids know what the hell is going on and if you just listen to them they'll tell you and and you know there's what i just told you i have never spoken about before nobody knows that i've never told like not even you know not even the girl that's about to be my fiance she doesn't even know that how did that make you feel to share that it hurt and and that's the thing, Blake, is that, dog, we got so much pain inside of us, right? And it's okay to let it out, you know? And, and the thing of it is, is I was raised in a, in a very machoistic house. My father um, was just, listen, we're not pussies here. You get up, you work, you don't cry. What are you crying about? I'll give you something to cry about, you know? This was the th- yeah yeah my uncles did the same shit to me and and this is and I had a, an older brother that was eight years older than I so whatever my father was doing to my brother my brother was doing to me and it just it just it just continued that way you know and and yeah man you know we 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 get lost in, in that I did <laughs> you, know, you know and I just I just started I just started fucking lying cheating and stealing. And like, you know, and, and as I said, you know, I just started acting up, you know, figuring that she would, you know, threaten me to have to go live with my mother. And it actually ended up happening. 
And then, you know, I would sit there and say, I don't want to go live with her. I can't live with her. I'm not going there. And she was like, well, I'm done dealing with your shit. And one day I came home from school. All my stuff was packed up. She said, get in the car. You're leaving. And it happened right. And I don't know the exact date or how old I was, but it happened right then and there. And, and, uh, that was probably the worst thing that could have ever happened. Well, of course it was because you're going into a very, uh, very volatile situation, you know. So, and and you don't even realize. You know, my mother, my mother lied to me from the start. You know, she said that she's like, "Oh, I bought, I bought a house. I have another son." So, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm being told by my mom that that she's got another kid with another person, and that's fucking that fucked me up. That almost made me not want to go there. And, and uh, you know, I just didn't know what to think, but I was, at, I was at a crossroad. I had one option, and I was young. I couldn't take – I mean, I could have took off on my own, but, like, I was living down in Cape Cod. Like, I didn't know nothing about nothing, you know? So, like, where the fuck am I going to run away to? So, you know, I didn't run away. I ended up going to Florida. And my mother promised me that, you know, she wasn't doing anything bad. She had a job. Her husband has a job. Everything's good here. There's no drugs, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, my grandmother brought me to meet my mother wherever we met um, to pass me off. And uh, on the ride home, not even an hour into it, my stepfather's smoking weed in the front seat. And it started right there. It started right fucking there, and I was like, you know, I knew what weed was because my uncles would smoke it. You know what I mean? I'd go to all the, I'd go to the Christmas parties or Thanksgiving, and I, I fucking smell it. You know, I, I, I know what it was. And um, yeah, you know, so uh, so straight up, I I asked him because you know. I, at that point in time, I was just was willing to do anything to not feel what I was feeling. So, you know, I, I asked if I could smoke, and my mother passed it off to me. And how old were you? Um, I think I was, I think I was uh, 11 years old at that time. Yeah. Because I, I was in Florida for about nine years. So what, what kind of drugs were your parents into? Um, my mother was smoking crack. She was doing, doing crystal meth, um, which she got me into. Uh, she had me fucking running to go pick up meth for her. Um, it got to the point where her husband left her, took it and took the child that they had together and moved to Michigan. So me, my, me and my mother stayed in the house that, that, that she had alone she was eventually being evicted. And, um, you know, we stayed there for a while. It got to the point where, where she, like, she'd go to the bar and she'd fucking, she'd pass out at the bar. And the bar had my house phone on speed dial. <laughs> and, I, and, and the bar, you know, the bartender would call and say, kid, come get her. So I'd have to ride my bike down to the bar. And I'll, and I'll put in mind, I'm not even 16 at this point yet. So I'm not even fucking in any position to legally be operating a motor vehicle. And, uh, you know, I would get to the bar. The bartender's dragging my mother into the front seat. And how do you think we got home? I had to drive us home. So in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, you were the parent at a, at a young age and, and you were taking care of a child that was an adult. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And before my brother, you know, before my half, uh, my stepfather took my half brother, there were times that, you know, my stepfather, he didn't even want to come home because he didn't want to deal with my mother. And I would have to take my little brother to school because if I didn't take him to school, DCF was going to show up. Now, are, are you doing drugs at this time? Uh, um, uh, n- not really. I, I, I didn't really get in. I didn't start getting into that real hard until uh, until I turned 16. OK, because right here where it's at, what it sounds to me, right? is at this point, you're taking care of all the responsibilities, mostly for the house, you know, uh, what you can and, and such. So you, you're sounding like you're, you're a kid that's forming into somebody that's learning at a young age on how to be responsible. You got shit? 
right? Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, so you're learning at a young age on how to be responsible. It sounds like because it's forced on you to be so. But where and how did the drugs now come into you? So, so it started when I was 16. I think it was like a little before I turned 16. So, like, let's say 15. And I, uh, like I told you before, you know, she started, you know, she started making me like. I had a little gas scooter and uh, if, when she couldn't leave the house or if the car was busted down, she'd give me an address and I'd go to the house with some money. I'd go to this address with money and I'd take my gas scooter over there and I'd come back. And the first time it happened, she gave me a little piece of crystal meth. I didn't know what to do with it. She showed me what to do. And uh, I sat there and I smoked crystal meth at 15 years old. And, 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 so, so and, and hold on, hold on, hold on for me once, because I, I, this is very important. So here at 15 years old, you smoke crystal meth the first time with your mother. Take me through that yep. experience, if you can remember. Um, it was weird. You know, uh, I, it was, I can't really remember too much, but it was just I remember I was up. I was up for almost 36 hours, um, you know, just kind of just sitting around the house. We didn't, we didn't leave the house at all for nothing. Um, I was there with my mother, you know, she would let me drink and shit. So I was drinking and, you know, I didn't know about, I didn't really know about too many, like too much drugs. So like, you know, now I know, you know, if I were to go out and smoke some crack right now, I'm going to need some dope to come down. Right. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't know about any of that at the time. Cause this, this shit was just starting. Right. You know, and she and she hadn't told you know she hadn't told me anything about that until a few more years passed. Yeah, and I. So so, but that first time, right? If you can remember your feeling, did you do it because you were you were interested or you were curious as to your parents doing this? Like you wanted to know why your mom was so hooked on this stuff. I I I did it for the exact reason that I wanted to know why my mother needed to do it. Right. And why she needed to live the way she lived, and that's exactly right. And I saw, and, and and I saw it, I felt it, and uh, I turned out liking it just like her. And that's okay, Lake. It's okay, right? The thing of it is, right now, like where you're at right now, you cannot hate yourself, right? Because you didn't have, you didn't make these decisions to get you to where you're at, right? Yes, you were making the, you were making these decisions as a person. But these decisions were already put in you a long time ago. You've never made your own decisions because you don't even know who Blake is at this point, right? All you oh, no, exactly. I, I still, I still, honestly, I still don't even know who I am and what I'm doing. Blake, you know, Blake, listen to me, partner. It's okay. You're 20 years old, right? 25 years old. Yeah. I'm 45 years old, and I still don't know who the hell I am and where the hell I'm going. So it's okay. You cannot panic in that. But what you have to do is say, okay, right? Like, I don't know who I am, so I need a starting point, right? What's, yeah. what's, what's a starting point with you, Blake, that you can say about yourself that you know this is who I am and, and I'm proud of this, this, this one thing? So, I mean, honestly, as of Wednesday, I'm homeless. I think, uh, I think I need to find a place to stay, you know, cause it, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I'm Blake, not currently using, as I said Blake, before. Blake, listen to me, Blake, listen to me, partner. What is yeah. one thing about you that you like? I have a, I, I have a big heart. Okay. Stop right there. What you just said is the same thing I said. When, when, I, when I didn't have, when I'm asking myself all of these questions, right, and I'm breaking myself down, I'm, I'm in the worst place possible, uh, and physically, mentally, spiritually, in every, in every aspect of, of every form of being, I'm in the worst place possible, yep. right? Absolutely. And I had no idea what to do, where to go, how to even begin. So, yep. and, and I, had, I had nobody there with me. I had nobody giving me pointers or telling me. I had to figure it out on my own. Right. And what I figured out was, OK, I named all of these things off that I don't like about myself, you know, 
and I just rattled off a bunch of negative things about myself. And at the end of the day, I can only name one good thing. And that one good thing was what you just named. I care. I have a good heart. And see, people like us, like you and I, Blake, we care so hard and we care so much because we understand what pain is and we don't want people to feel the pain that we feel. Yeah, you know? exactly. So so we, we care about people. But, but Blake. That's why I hold, I hold shit in. You know, I don't, I don't, I see a therapist and stuff, but between me and you, I don't really talk to him about shit that I need to be talking to him about. Yeah. And, and, and this is, and this is again, like, again, this is, this is the message that I'm trying to bring out is, is again, just, just knowing yourself and being honest with that. So the first thing that you have to do, Blake, first, first thing is before you can care about anybody else, you have to care about yourself. Right. So in order to care about yourself, you have to say, I am a good person. I do care and I do want to make good decisions. So in order to do that, I have to be able to think clearly. First and foremost, I cannot be on no drugs right now. You know, I have yep. I have to think yep. clearly. I have to get my mind straight and I have to get my priorities straight and figure out what the hell I'm going to do. You know. So, so you have to get to that point right there. You have to get, before you can go anywhere in life, Blake, and this goes for anybody, before anybody can get anywhere in life, you have to, you have to love yourself. You have to respect yourself and you have to be proud of who you are. Now, going into to the text that, that you and I sent, right, where you, um, yeah. you told me that you were a convict, sadly. Do you remember what my response was? Not don't be sad. Right. Don't be sad. It's a good thing. And you turned around and you asked, why is that a good thing? It's a good thing, Blake, because I learned how to love myself. Right. And in, in, in learning how to love myself, I can look myself in the mirror and I can be proud of the person I am today. It doesn't matter that I'm, I'm two steps away from being homeless myself. It, these things don't matter to me because to me, these are just material things. They come and they go. I've had houses and I've lost houses. I've had cars, I've lost cars. I've had jewelry, I've lost jewelry. They come and they go. But you, but yeah, you and I, yeah. we're on this earth and we come one time and we go one time, right? So, yeah. so with that, we have to take care of ourselves and we have to look at ourselves like we're temples, right? Our bodies are our churches. And we have to take care of ourselves, and that's and that's our mind. So, yep. no matter how many negatives you have going on around you, right, it does not matter because you are the positive, and this is how you have to think. I am the positive, but, and 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 that's my and that's like and that's my biggest problem. I, I, I stick to all the negative shit. And I can't, I can't see until I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm not allowing myself or it's because I don't, I, I mean, I, I want to, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel miserable every day. I'm telling you why. I don't want to. I'm telling you why, Blake. I'm telling you why these negatives are affecting you because you have no confidence in yourself. Right. So when you don't have that wall of defense, when you don't have that confidence and that wall of defense isn't there to knock these negatives down. So when you hear a negative, and it comes in Blake, man, you ain't shit. You can't ever do anything right. There's no wall there to stop and say, you know what? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I do shit right all the time. You just don't like how I do it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Without, that, without that defense mechanism, without that wall, these negatives are penetrating you and they're penetrating you. And you try to fight them off and you just try to ignore them. But they're seeping in because that doubt is still in you. So you, ha you yeah, have to get okay. that doubt out. You have to say, you know what, Blake, I'm a man. I can make my own decisions, right? What are you skilled in, Blake? What can you do? Um, carpentry. How good are you at carpentry? I'm pretty good. Okay. What kind of carpentry? Um, I can do finished carpentry. Um, I've, done, I, I've done siding. That's not necessarily carpentry, but uh, f framing. 
you know, I can, I can hang drywall. Um, I used to work for a company uh, and, and they install garage doors. So I got, I got quite a, about a year's worth of knowledge on how to install garage doors. Um, I worked for a landscaper company for about three years and I felt that I felt like I kind of, I kind of peaked in the landscaping. So I moved on to, you know, I moved on to construction based work. Mm -hmm. So you're skilled. You're definitely skilled. So work for you is no issue because there's construction all over the place. No. Yeah, there is, but they're looking for people with licenses and a car. I have neither. I've had, and listen to this. I've had in the past two months, I've had probably five interviews and I've been denied each interview because of the simple fact that I told them I, I have a suspended license and no car. Awesome. And I, but I also, but I also told them that if they get what, if they were to give me a shot, I can guarantee them that my ass will be at work every day. And it just wasn't enough for them. What, when was the last time you used drugs, Blake? Um, I got high. I got high last weekend. What did you get high on? Uh, I did coke. You smoked it or you sniffed it? I, I shot it. You shot it. You know you're not going to get anywhere in life doing this, right? Yeah, I know that. So why are you doing it? Well, I think, I think I put myself in a bad situation. I was, see, every time I get clean. I try to, I try like helping like people that I think are my friends. And this, this kid, I'm not going to say his name, but, um, you know, this kid that, that reached out to me, um, I was in a position to try and help him. So, you know, I, he was willing to come into the sober house I was staying at and I got the owner of the sober house to, to speak with him and and you know they set up a day to come you know to come look at the place or whatever and uh you know i went to the house that he was staying at and it was just it was a fucking it was a flop house man it was a it was a crack slash meth fucking anything done you know everything was there everything and uh you know at first at first i i you know backed away but as the days went on, I kind of, I, I kind of found myself going to that house. I've been talking more. yourself into a reason to go over there. Exactly, like like telling myself that uh, I need to go to see, I need to go see him and make sure he's all right. Yeah. Like you know, give him, you know, I think I think, I think I might have known. I think I knew that I was gonna end up getting high, but I like blocked it. You know, I tried not to think about it. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you understand that drugs has put your life where it's at right now? What was that? I'm sorry. It's okay. Do you understand that drugs has put you in the position in life where you're at right now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's a good thing. Because a lot of times, people make- yeah absolutely drugs is uh, drugs and 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 everything with my core problems it's caused everything. Okay, so and we'll dismantle all of that stuff, man. You know, like I said, the the main thing right now, Blake, is not to worry about that stuff. It's already done. The court's done. Everything is already done. There's no sense of worrying about it. All that comes forward now is just dealing with what's there, right? The first thing you have to do is not take drugs no more, Blake, right? And and yeah. listen to me, partner. You have no friends, okay? You have no friends. The people that are around you are people that, that, that you have brought into your life under negative circumstances, right? I got my girl. I got my girl, though. She, she's never, she's not an addict. Well, she doesn't drink. And, and, I'm, doesn't and I'm gonna get into her. Because I, I want to know who you have, who what influences you have around you at all times. So, and I'm not speaking of her. I'm speaking of these pals that you call or hang out with or or go, right? So, and yep. and, and and Blake, 
I, of course, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm explaining for everybody else that I know nothing about you. This is the first time you and I have ever talked in my life, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I know. so I'm not saying you don't have people around you that care, but what I'm saying is the point that I'm trying to make is when we're in that type of world, right? We, yeah. we, we, um, we attract the same like-minded people around us, right? Okay. Because if if I'm out getting high every day, Blake, I don't want a group of people around me calling me stupid and telling me not to get high and all that crap. Yeah, exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have people around me that's going to allow me to get high. They're going to get high with me. They're not gonna give me a hard time about getting high, right? We don't need those type of friends. Those are called inhibitors, right? We don't need those type of friends. What we need are people that's going to come down on you and say, listen, Blake, you have to get your life straight, man. Leave that stuff alone. And that's my girlfriend and Cynthia both right there. So, well, and now me, right? You can call me at any time. Anytime you you want to talk, Blake, I'm here, right? Thank you. Thank you. So what we're dealing with now is you say that you're going to be homeless. What does does that mean exactly? I have nowhere to go. So your your fiance like, she she has no place. No, she lives with her parents, but I, I can't go. Okay, there. and I understand that. I understand that. There's probably a whole slew of reasons why. So that's okay. Um, you know her 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 mom kind of knows a little bit about me. So, uh, you know, the police actually have you know kicked in her door at her house. So she just doesn't want me around at all. And I wouldn't want you around either, Blake. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to be around myself. And 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 this is very important to to understand that because if you have any kind of self dignity, pride about yourself, right? Because this is where I was at, Blake. Where you're at is where I, yeah. I was at. I was there, pardon. You know, and I used to tell myself like, what good am I? I hurt people all the yeah. time. I do nothing right. This is where I was at. You know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I had to understand that I'm making these decisions and I had to understand that, yes, I, I'm, I wasn't a likable person, you know? So, yeah. but we're, yeah. Blake, we're going to change that partner because I can hear in you that you do want to do good. You want to be a good person. Do you have kids? No, I don't have Do any you kids. want kids? Yeah, yeah, I do. Why do you want kids, Blake? Because I want to be able to you know, give something to somebody that wasn't given to me. And, 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 and people like us, we have, we have those type of feelings all the time, you know? Because, because I know if, if I do have a kid, I know that I can, I can, and I will raise that child. unlike the way my father didn't raise me. But I can tell you this right now, Blake, in the state that you're in right now, you're going to raise that child the same exact way that your father raised you. I know that's why I need to get my shit together before I do that. And and I appreciate you saying that because that, like the old kung fu movies, man. You remember like like um what was the movie, man, with um Danielson, the Karate Kid. You ever seen the Karate Kid? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Remember how Mister Miyagi yeah. used to have him do all the stuff? He, Whack. Yeah, he's trying to teach him discipline. Well, it he was just teaching him what it was. It was it was several things, Blake. The first thing was was Mister Miyagi wanted to see how bad this kid wanted to learn, right? So if he wasn't willing to wax the cars and he wasn't willing to do all of this work, then he's definitely not willing to learn this, this discipline style that he was going to teach him and he wasn't going to waste his time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, no, I understand. So that's, that's, what, that's what these old senseis used to do is make them walk up thousands of steps with water and all that stuff just to see how dedicated they were because, Blake, what you're doing... Yeah. What you're doing right now, partner, is not easy, right? And I want everybody to understand that this is not easy. What you're essentially doing is killing (laughs) off who Blake was and reinventing a whole new Blake. And that's what we're going to do, right? I I have no other options. But but the the it's 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 that you just you know when I was in that despair like that you know and I it came down to like how do I want to be remembered how do I want people to remember me 
You know, do, do I want people to remember me? Oh, he was just some washed up guy that spent most of his life in prison. Or do I want people to remember me as, you know, yeah, he made some mistakes, but he learned from his mistakes, you know, and he, he gave back to his community, you know, and, and I want, yeah, I wanted yeah. to be B, you know, and I had a young child and, um, and our relationship will always be one that's always growing, you know, because we've, we've been yeah. through so much and, um, and it's just, it just starts with yourself. So starting from this moment, right? As soon as I get off the phone with you, Blake, you have to go in, you have to look yourself in the mirror. God honest truth, partner. You got to look yourself in the mirror, hold your gaze, look yourself in the pupils, look into your soul and tell yourself, make promises. I am not touching that stuff no more. I know what my, I know what my triggers are. I'm staying away from my triggers. I'm not associating with anything that's going to trigger me. And you have to, you have to stop so your mind can get clear and you can start thinking properly. What about withdrawals? I'm on the methadone clinic right now. Are Um, you going to have problems with withdrawals? Coming off it. Um, probably. And what are you going to do to solve for that? I'm going to have to fucking, you know, hold myself up somewhere. You got that bag, right? I I don't really have a plan for that. Like right now I'm on 65 milligrams. What makes you weak, Blake, to make you want to to do stuff like that? I mean, what is it that, that... What are your blows that you can't take? Well, I think it's maybe like, you know, I think, I think little of myself. But you're a good carpenter. I've done a lot of bad shit too. But that doesn't matter, partner. I've done a lot of bad shit. Listen to me. You know how many people are around you right now that have done a lot of bad shit? Donald Trump has done bad shit. Yeah, He's the president. Out of his mind, though. Listen, man. You know I don't know the man personally, so I can't. I can't speak on that. But what I do know is a lot of people have done bad shit, man, and they they overcome it and and they produce and they become successful. We do bad shit because we understand growing up that our parents. We're doing bad shit, too. They were just trying to survive. Your mother and father were just trying to survive the best way they knew how. They didn't want to have kids, it sounded like. You know? You know, my They weren't ready to have kids, to this, right? My grandmother took, uh, took my mother out to, out to lunch and uh, wanted to have an abortion. And um, my mother didn't want to do it. I don't know why. I... I I don't, you know, nobody ever told me, nobody ever will tell me, you know, my grandmother, my grandmother doesn't talk, but I know why, but I know why did not want to get rid of me. And, uh, here I am. But dude, don't that speak volumes to you right there? Don't that, 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 that right there alone, partner, that, that, that right there alone should tell you, like, you should have a rock in the back of your head that says, I'm here. I'm here for a reason. I just have to find what that reason is. It ain't, it ain't to sit around and do drugs and, and, yeah. and go to jail. I promise you that. I promise you God didn't put you here for that. Thank you. So how am I supposed to find that? So listen, I, I got to wrap this up here, Blake. How are you supposed to find what? Yeah. Your purpose? Do you believe in the spirit? You believe in the spirit. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about Christianity or anything like that. I'm talking about a spiritual realm of a a spirit within you that drives you to do things. I mean, I guess I've never really been opened up to it. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to get into that in in, in another episode. No, we're going to, because it's very important. 
you know, because the spirit drives everything. And if the spirit, if the spirit is off course, partner, your, your life is going to be in, in complete discourse, you know, so we have to, we have to get things grounded. And it's almost like, have you ever been in a serious argument with somebody that you cared about and you wanted the argument to end? Yeah. My girlfriend, <laughs> my grandparents. Oh, okay. Okay, so when you want the argument to end, when you have two people that are arguing and you want the argument yeah. to end, the first thing you have to do is come to some sort of common ground, right? You, you have to agree on hard something. To, it's hard to do So that what's going on... Just both so heated up, it's hard to just like slow yourself down and like, at least for me, it is. It, it know, is. It, you know, it, it, once, it absolutely is. Right? I, I just see red. I can't shut down until it's over. And 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 these are triggers. Like you have to be able to stop yourself before that happens. And not only is it and not when, only when is you it know that healthy, it's it's dangerous. It's 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 been dangerous. Well, of course. I've been stabbed three times because of it. Dang it, Blake. You've had, you're, you're having a, a rough life, kid. You know? Yeah. But like I say, what, 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 what I brought the argument up for, right, is because this is what goes on inside of us. This is what goes on inside of me. This is what goes on inside of you. You're arguing with yourself. You're, you're, in, you're in a big, violent, loud argument with yourself. You want to do good but yet you don't feel like you can, you see? So this is the argument. So what you have to do, Blake, is come to some sort of common ground within yourself to stop that argument, yeah. right? And that common ground is one, you care, two, you're a carpenter, yeah. you have skills, right? So pour yourself into your work, care about your work, put pride into your work and start seeing that you can produce and you can produce good things. And when you start seeing that you can produce good things, then you're going to be telling yourself in your mind, I can produce good things. Yep, yep. Right? And we'll, we'll work on all that. If, if, if I have to call your girl's parents and speak to them, or they have to tune into the show to listen to our show or whatever they have to do, then that's, that's what we'll do. But we'll get all of this straight, Blake. But for right now, no drugs. Thank partner. you. Thank you. No, don't thank me. Say it no with drugs. me. No drugs. I got like, you. I'm going to reconnect with you no, next Monday, okay? You. you can connect with me anytime. If you, if you, listen, if you feel like you're falling off, partner, you want to go get high, reach to me first, okay? Okay, all right. All right, thank you, man. All right. Until you then, take you. care. Do you have a mask? Yeah, Wear I your mask, always. Blake. <laughs> Okay. okay. I'll connect with you next Monday, all right? And connect with right, me anytime you want to. All right, take care. All right, Blake. You too. So here again, we have similarities between Mercedes and Blake. Do you guys see the similarities in their stories, just in their backgrounds and, and their experiences with their parents? And it just so happened in this case, it was it was the mother in both both cases, you know? And I think a lot of times as parents, you know, and we're in that type of mentality, we're in that type of space, we obviously don't care about anybody. We're, we're, we're doing whatever we can do to get high and there may be a lot of insecurities in the mother at that time that she didn't want her child to do better than her, you know, um, a lot of jealousy, all of that stuff is, is attributed to, to these actions and these behaviors to allow somebody to offer drugs to their children, you know, that's, uh, that's, I, I, it's unimaginable to me. I could never offer drugs to my child. Never. Never. I couldn't do it. So for somebody to, to do that, I can understand the mentality behind that. And it kills me. It pains me. You know, because that's 
That's why we're, we are where we are today. That's why our educational level is so low as a country, you know, compared to the world. You know, that, that's such a sad story because Blake, Blake hasn't even had a chance at life yet and he's already tired. That's what's so sad about that and I can understand completely where he's at. To be tired of doing something and you haven't even been doing it correctly, that's the key. And this is what I'm going to open up to Blake, you know, but Blake has to do it. Blake could be out there getting high right now, you know. So, so Blake has to do it. At the end of the day, it's it's going to be up to Blake, and it's going to be up to Blake to say that when he starts sweating and he starts shaking, you know, when his bones start hurting, he starts getting hungry, he starts feeling like he's gonna vomit. No, if I'm gonna, if I feel like I'm gonna vomit, then just vomit. Whatever, man. But do not get high, Blake. Fight that battle first. It's all about baby steps, partner, and you have to start somewhere. Do not get overwhelmed with thinking that you have to make all of this change at once because you'll lose. Focus on one thing, Blake. Focus on one thing. Do not get high. Accomplish that task. Don't worry about being homeless. Don't worry about anything else, man. Do not worry about anything else, Blake. Do not get high. If you can accomplish that task right there, everything else is going to fall into place, partner. I promise you. I promise you it will. Do not get high. Do not allow yourself to fall into something that you know is going to just further your pain if you're having a problem and you feel like you you have to run away from this problem tell yourself right there no 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 I have to face this I can't go get high and forget about it I can't go get drunk and forget about it let me tackle this thing now because it's going to eat at me and it's going to make me want to go get high So let me deal with this problem now. And this is how you have to attack life at this point, Blake. You have to nip nip the bud, man. You got to pull it from the root. That's what this program is about. I love the fact that you came on the program and you was honest and you was real. And that's what I respect. Again, these are starting points, Blake. These are starting points, partner. That was an amazing story, and I really, really look forward to our journey. Um, with 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 me and and my supporters behind you, you're gonna be all right. But at the end of the day, Blake, it's on you, partner. It's on you. And I'm not the type of cat to sit here and waste time because I've wasted half of my life already. I'm not here to waste time. So the first time, right? You come and you tell me, well, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. It's too hard. You know? And you quit on me, Blake. It's going to be hard for me to come back. I work with soldiers. I work with convicts. I work with soldiers. I work with people who will lay their life down to make changes. That's where I need you at. You can't get any lower than where you're at, Blake. All you can do is go up, partner. And you got the right person to take you there. Because I understand and I hear you and I feel your pain. So, it's on you, Blake. And it goes for everybody else too, man. Myself included. I don't separate myself from any of these people. I don't separate myself from Blake, from Mercedes, from Derek, you know, Reggie. Nadia, no one. I don't separate myself from none of these people because I know that I can be any one of these individuals at any point if I'm not in control of myself. 
Any of us can be any one of these people if we lose control. That is what that is what this this show is about. That's what I'm here for, man, is to help us, myself included, to to maintain control in this 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 crazy crazy life, man. So we can see and we can think clearly and we can make the right choices and we can elect the right officials. From 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 the county to the to the presidential seat and we can start putting right officials in and we can stop being distracted with what they quote unquote they want us to be distracted with and we can start focusing on our us being a culture you know a community of americans we can start working on our family structures and start building a strong nation of people, of citizens, man, that love one another, that that work for one another, and help one another. It's the most absurd, craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, man. Neighbors will yell at each other across the fence. You live right next to each other and you hate each other. Instead of really just trying to come to some common ground of what you both can agree on, and then just working from there, you know? Is, is But again, it's unchecked trauma from our childhood that's making us lash out and do emotional things. This is what we have to concentrate on every day, every minute of that day. We have to stay focused on ourselves, man, and what we're doing and what kind of decisions we're doing. It hurts me to see Blake at 25 years old because I've seen it. I've been there. I've seen good kids my age falling off, getting high. You go, you go, you, you talk to these guys every day. They're, they're your cats, man. These are, your, these are your, your dudes. These are your buddies, man. And then all of a sudden you don't hear from them for a couple of days. He pops up, oh man, yeah, I was with some chick. We were out of town, you know? Next time, it's it's a week he's missing. Then you start hearing things. Man, did you hear? Did you see so-and-so? He's out there. He's strung out. And there's been many times that Blake has been my partner. And I've left Blake. Man, I'm not messing with that cat no more. He's on that stuff like that. Man, I'm not, I'm not messing with that dude. You know? But that's why I'm here now. That's why I have my show. That's why I have my coalition. And that's why I have Blake now. So, Blake, I got you, partner. But you cannot get high, kid. Do not get high, man. Put the shit down. Fight it. You can do it. Blake sounds so dejected to me, man. Blake don't have anything positive to say about himself. And see, what we have to start realizing, right, is first and foremost, we are perfect. You know, we are perfect. We're perfect creatures. So when we sit here and we, we make these excuses, I'm not perfect. That's bullshit. We are perfect. We were made in the likeness and image of God. We're perfect in our own selves, and our own beings. There is nobody that walks the face of the earth. Nobody, not one person that walks this big ass rock that is like me. I am the only person on the face of this rock. That is what makes me perfect. I'm perfect in my uniqueness. I have imperfect ways to other people's perceptions, right? That is the key that does not make you not perfect because somebody else views you in a different light or somebody else can do one particular thing better than you because that person is perfect as well we're all perfect and as i've said in previous previous recordings right we're made in the likeness and image of god blake you are made in the likeness and image of god you are a representation of god You are here to represent him in the most purest form, in the physical form, 
the advantage that we have over the spiritual realm is that we have the five senses. That's what the physical, the physical realm is is about. You know, that's what the material plane is 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 for for us to experience love physically, in a physical fashion, in a physical form, with our five senses. So the spirits are jealous of us. Or so the saying goes. So the time that you're here, partner, you're here to experience love. You experience love by giving, by sharing, by caring. But it starts with yourself. You have to do these things for yourself. You cannot love anybody. You can't love your fiance if you don't love yourself. It's impossible. All you're doing is imitating what you've seen on TV, seen wherever you get your concept of love from. You're just trying to imitate that. But you don't know love because you don't love yourself. You don't have it within. That is where you have to start. Because all you're going to do, Blake, is hurt that girl. And you're going to hurt her family. And you've already begun to do so. And this is what has to be done, man. You know, this is what has to be done. It took years to get you where you're at. It's not going to change overnight. But it can change with one step. Which is... Do not get high, Blake. Blake, I love you already. You're my partner. You're my war dog. We're going through this, man. I got you. Trust in me. Talk to me. And I'll be here for you. Do not get high, partner. I'm out. Thank you.